1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian podcast is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. Fun, safe, and stress-free gatherings were hard to plan until now. For only $99, you can reserve a theater for a private showing for up to 20 of your friends and family. Details online at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys doing? Very good. Even in the uh, gray and rainy weather we're having here. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's Midwest March. I want to yeah. lay a little groundwork. Oh, first of all, how's your bracket? Um, fair to Midland. Uh, you know, a lot depends on the Sweet 16. We're in second place in our pool. You're a Michigan State man, not a Michigan man, right? I'm really not either. I, I paid tuition to Michigan State for for my daughter. So, you know, I guess, there, I guess that gives you a little more rooting interest. Okay, because Michigan's still in it. I just wondered if you were rooting for or against them. I'm, I root for them. Okay, I mean, so there's, there's a lot of people, including in my own household, who they, okay. you know, them winning makes very happy. All right, I just want to I want to lay a little groundwork here. When I when I bring up a topic, I don't want you to talk about the uncool stuff. I just want you to talk about the cool stuff that people would be interested in, like. This topic, for instance, uh, we had a bunch of songs go, go into the uh, National Recording Registry this week. We did. This was this is always kind of a fun thing. But know? I only want to talk about the cool ones. I don't want to talk about Swanee River going in. or You don't, want, you don't want to see Thomas Edison, St. Louis tinfoil call from 1878. American history. <laughs> All right. Well, let me, give you, let me give you then. How about When the Saints Go Marching In by Louis Armstrong? <laughs> Louis Armstrong. That's, that's okay. Louis, I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Born Under a Bad Sign by Albert King. Uh, the Harder They Come by Jimmy Cliff. Lady Marmalade by LaBelle. Or Why does that get in? I saw that. That one they actually pointed out on the news, and I didn't realize they were the first all-black female group that was on the cover of Rolling Stone. Uh, they, La, yes, they La were. Belle. Which is, comes, came as a surprise all those years after the Supremes, but... You know, that never yeah. happened. Uh, Rolling Stone, interestingly, in the heyday of, Ro- of uh, Motown, first of all, Mot- Rolling Stone was not around for a chunk of it, but then it just wasn't. They wrote about some things, but it wasn't a big a big focus of their coverage. So no Supremes, but they did have LaBelle. Uh, we also had on this list Late for the Sky album by Jackson Brown, uh, Celebration by Cool and the Gang, uh, Rhythm Nation 1814, Janet Jackson, Illmatic by Nas, the rapper, and then the Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog, and the Guiding Light theme. I I don't know what <laughs> the soap opera theme really. <laughs> the the Guiding Light. Theme. I don't know what the criteria <laughs> is or who's on the board or who decides. What is it? They have a committee. So this is done by the Smithsonian, and they're you know this is a uh, you know they have a, a you know kind of a committee of curators and people like that, and it's. It's both. It's measured for, on both artistic, artistic credibility and impact. So you know, yeah, celebration may not be the, you know, it may it may not be what's going on, but it it has has had enormous impact, and therefore deserves to be in the National Song Registry. Okay. All right. I love it's the Smithsonian. They're trying to get a. a a lot of slices of the pie. A tapestry. Uh... Yes, the Smithsonian or the Library of Congress. It's one of those two, but it's, you know, something. And then, yeah, you have to think about being relevant. You could have, you could have a bunch of obscure, artistically incredible pieces of music in there. But, you know, you want the public to, you want it accessible to the public, too. So celebrate and have good times. Come I don't, on. I'm, I'm not going to get upset about the list because I, 
you know, I, I don't follow it that closely. I'm just curious how, how yeah. they get in. And, that's, I guess. And, they, and they put in like 25 a year, so they're going to get around to something you like eventually. I don't have a problem with this list. I, you know, no, it's a good list. LaBelle, light, it's, man, it's a classic. LaBelle still gets played around this country a lot. Well, they were good. Yeah, a lot. I mean, and that Patty you could, LaBelle, and Patty LaBelle is tremendous. Sure, you wouldn't have any trouble finding that on a radio anywhere on your radio dial at some point today. I don't think Not so. At all. Fine. Um, Stevie Nicks says, "Yeah, that's about enough of you and dreams." TikTok guy. <laughs> TikTok yeah, guy. Yeah, this is pretty funny. So uh, Nathan Ab- Nathan Abadaka who he's the guy who did the TikTok uh, skateboarding video with Dreams. So, you know, it, it was big deal for him. He got a he commercial got a, out of it, Ocean Spray, right? Oh, he got a commercial, got a truck out of it by, I think, Ocean Spray or, uh, or uh, his employer um, because, you know, the whole premise was his, his vehicle broke down, so he had to skateboard to work that day, and he made the video. Uh, Mick Fleetwood has been very kind to him, and they've actually, according to Mick, developed a friendship uh, not so much Stevie Nicks. So Nathan Abadaka wants to cash in and sell the video, put it up for uh, put it up for auction with a starting bid of five hundred thousand dollars. However, he's going to have to do that without the music in it because Stevie Nicks said no, even though he offered her fifty percent of whatever he got in the auction. Well, she offering her fifty percent. It, of something she already she, owns. Yeah, that's kind of what it seems wrong. like, right? Yeah, I'll give you fifty percent of that. I'm going to take half of what's yours already, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, it's fifty percent of it's fifty percent of selling this piece of work that includes the song. It doesn't, you know, preclude her cashing in on everything else about the song. Who is money she wouldn't have made otherwise? Well, that, that's it, and that's kind of what his attorney is trying to say. Is you know, on two fronts, one is. You know, come on, seriously, it's free money, as, as Brian just said. And the, uh, the other aspect of it is is that, you know, he did inadvertently, of course, but he turned a whole new audience on to Fleetwood Mac. I mean, the streams for both Dreams and, and the Rumors album and other Fleetwood Mac releases have gone through the roof thanks to this TikTok thing. Did you see that Rumors is the biggest selling vinyl album in the U.K.? This year. I mean, and they sold a lot of copies on vinyl. Vinyl is selling like crazy in Europe. How's Ocean Spray doing over there? <laughs> Ocean Spray did well for this, too. I mean, there, there was a lot of win, 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 yeah. win. But, you know, I don't fault Stevie Nicks. I mean, there is an aspect. She doesn't probably, well, need is a relative term, but, you know, she probably doesn't need uh, this money. And, you know, if, if it's, it's an important song to her. And so, like you, say, like you said earlier, you know, enough. Yeah, you know he, everybody's he, everybody who's gonna win from this thing has won enough, and that's that. So um, if I were now if I were the, if I were Nathan Abadaka, I'd do another another one using a Lindsey Buckingham song, and maybe he'd have better luck. <laughs> Go your own way. I don't know if it has. I don't know if it has the same effect. It's on the same album. It's Who, on the same album, and every no, you can't. This was lightning in a bottle. So, right. You know, you know, a, a follow up would do well, but it's not going to be what this was. Uh don't stop. <laughs> Use yeah. a Christine McVie song Christine McVie. off of that so, same album. She may be, she may be more like Stevie Nicks when it comes to this. All right, who is she, who is Stevie managed by? Because if she's managed by Irving Azoff, this thing comes to a screeching halt a right. long time pretty, ago. I'm pretty sure she is, or somebody in Irving's conglomerate. And Irving's back at it. He bought Linda Ronstadt's library. Yeah, yeah this is an interesting. Uh, you know, this is an interesting sale you know unlike the david crosby and beach boys he doesn't his company icon excuse me iconic 
does not own everything. Uh, she she sold what are called her musical assets, which are recordings and 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 other items that are that are part of that promotional things. And so Iconic and Azoff will represent her work to the streaming services, to record companies, and all of that. But he doesn't own the copyrights in this particular deal. Did you read the press release on that? Because yeah. it sounded more like. Um, you know, Irving praised Linda, obviously, you know, for her work and, you know, the effect that she had on the music industry and all that, and then kind of put the world on notice that I'm watching over these now. Well, <laughs> it's that's part fair. of my, it's part of my, you know, this is part of my empire. Good. Cause you know, otherwise someone might grab it and start yeah, ocean spraying it. Yeah. Right. Uh, streaming services are just a whole extra dump truck of money for everybody. Right. I mean. A lot of people made their recordings, sold all their records, kind of faded off into oblivion, and now they get another load of dough. Through well, now they get, dough. but yeah, but you know, you sell like I don't, I don't know, if you, ten million, ten million streams get you uh, a lunch at McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's the that's the issue with streams. So there's very little return on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like you know, it's not even pennies on the. So publishing is still where it's at. It definitely, you know, publishing and controlling your copyrights. That's why you have Iconic and you have, uh, you know, you have the other company that's overseas uh, trying to trying to buy up all these song catalogs because that's, you know, you can sell it, you can use it, you can, you know, you make you make a lot of money if you control these interests. All right, so I thought streaming. What do they make from downloads when they were selling them on Apple? Were they making money then? They were made. They were, you, you made. They made better money okay. you know, from that. It's uh, you know not as much as the artists will tell you. Not as much as they think they should. Is the world more in love with Dolly Parton now than it's ever been? Absolutely. I My mean, she just, every she just kinda, day. She kind of hit something in the last couple of years. She is the uh, senior artist uh, of great favor uh, in the world. You know, she certainly there's talent there. I mean, listen, she's still a great singer, great voice great body of work but you know for some reason we are i thought you were just gonna say great body <laughs> you know we'll leave that uh, to its own <laughs> to to everyone's imagination um but you know now she has her own comic book coming up tidal wave comics will release a book which is called female force dolly parton and it's part of a series called female force about women who have made an impact on the world uh, the series i guess has more than 200 other subjects okay so she's not Going to have her own supercar or fly but, uh, or have an no, invisible it's jet? A, it's or... more of a documentary. Uh, okay. There is going to be an ice cream, too, that's coming. I saw that. There... Yeah. I if... thought she's sort of like back in the 9 to 5 time and the movie and all that. She had sort of peaked. Yeah. And now she's back bigger than ever. Everybody loves her. Everybody oh, yeah. loves Dolly. Yeah. And what's not to love? I, I agree. But she just, Brian's right. She just kind of sat there for a while, cashing in on her publishing. I saw her talk about it on Oprah. She she told these new artists, write your songs, keep your publishing. That's where the money is. Kind of like the Ron Howard thing, where you have two, two different separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad to be Dolly Parton right now. No, I don't, no, was it no. ever bad to be Dolly Parton? Maybe no, when she was a little kid. Probably not. I don't. I don't think she's ever had. You know, Dollywood got off to a rough start. That's about the worst you can remember. Um, but otherwise, and yeah, you know, and then she, you know, of course, she she dropped a million dollars on Moderna to help develop their vaccines. So. Yeah. And then, and she won't take a statue, 
yet until the pandemic. So, I mean, she she makes all the right moves. Yeah. And, and good, good for her. And she's still relevant. She's still oh, relevant. Yeah. yeah. Dolly I mean, Parton. She had, a, she had a Christmas album I mean, she, out last year that was really good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, on the other hand, Sharon Stone told CBS, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And she lawyered up. Sharon. Sharon Osbourne. Osbourne. I'm sorry. Sharon Osbourne. Well, yeah, Sharon Stone's got stuff going on, too. But, yeah, so she has, she's hiring one of the big guns, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Reynolds, you know, big trial and arbitration attorney. She's hired him for whatever's coming with CBS. We really don't know uh, what's going to go on there with Sharon Osbourne in the talk. You know, the, uh, you know, they're still reeling from the ruckus over, you know, claims of racism, bullying, things like that, all because Sharon is buddies with Piers Morgan. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see just, where it where it ends. But she's uh, she's ready for war. You know, she's ready. But people are chasing Sharon Osbourne uh, around the world with hatchets and pitchforks and torches for what the opinions of Piers Morgan? Shouldn't they be chasing Piers Morgan? Well, it's, it's for her opinions about the opinion. Actually, not even about the opinions of Piers Morgan, just about Piers, Piers Morgan. Morgan. It's like right. on a family tree, yeah, the opinion they're once buddies. removed. Yeah, they're they're British buddies, and you know, Piers of course took it on the chin. But you know, and so you know, and Sharon claims that she was ambushed on that particular episode of the talk when you know they they brought it up and and kind of attacked her co-hosts, kind of attacked her, you know, for supporting Piers Morgan, and she wasn't quite ready for that in depth of a discussion. Uh, okay, so she's lawyered up. On the other hand, Taylor Swift. Has settled her uh, her dispute with what the amusement park Evermore, right? Yeah, she and Evermore have they've dropped they've each dropped they they sued and countersued Evermore sued Taylor Swift for allegedly infringing on their copyright with the title of her album Evermore. Uh, Taylor Swift countersued them for playing her music at the park without a pro- proper authorization or a licensing agreement. So I think some somehow they got on the Zoom and. And basically agree. I think it's going to be a no harm, no foul situation. Everybody dropped their dropped their claims against each other, and that's that. You could we'll just go back to our corners, mm-hmm. and everything's fine, Stop right? Gun. Yeah, I will when you yeah, will. There's no, re- there's no reason to. All right, one more court thing. Uh, a Washington judge recommends dismissal in two counts of Chris Cornell's widow. Yeah, yeah. So this is you know, um, Vicky Cornell has been suing Soundgarden, you know, over over a number of of issues, you know, relating to royalties. And what's uh, you know, and and what's what's due her as well as permissions and rights to songs and things like that. So a Washington State federal judge this week is throwing recommended that two of her counts be thrown out. The judge the judge said, well, no, Soundgarden is not withholding royalties from you. Um, here they're being paid, so you got to take that claim away. And then she also had a claim against the band's manager, a guy named Rich Veneris and saying she wasn't looking out for her, uh, Vicki Cornell's best interest, since she took over the Cornell estate. The judge, this judge, ruled that, well, he's not supposed to be looking out for your best interest. He represents the band and their best interest. So this judge recommended to the judge hearing the case, hearing the full case, that these two counts be thrown out. There's still other things related to ownership of material that the band recorded, uh, you know that that Vicky Cornell has possession of, and that Soundgarden wants, and and other things moving forward. But those two counts, uh, he recommended, uh, be be dismissed. Uh, another thing that came up, uh, really just just overnight, uh, Sex Pistols 
are apparently going at each other in court now. Uh, two of the guys, Steve Jones and Paul Cook, mm. have filed papers against Johnny Rotten and Glenn Matlock saying that they, Steve Jones and Paul Cooks, are owed more money. And apparently, you know, what's come out in, in the wake of this filing is just how much these guys really hate each other. The two, well, the two camps hate uh, each other, do not do not do that speak. Long time ago. And, yeah. Uh, so, That's never been a secret, though, has it? Just not seems... really. They've gotten along better uh, at times than others. You know, they did do the, the whole filthy lucre uh, reunions. Well, you know, when you work with a guy named Johnny Rotten, I'm just kind of thinking. You know. Yeah, you know, this was this was. Listen, they they had to. You know, this comes after they, and this is some years ago, but they went to court against their former manager, who really had all the money. Hey, you what know, does it I, mean when I, the Doobie Brothers' house is up for historic registry? Yeah. Certainly, Mister and Mrs. Doobie didn't have a house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. As a matter of fact, did they? Uh, this is the. Uh, this is the house that several of the band members lived in during the early 70s when they were writing and recording, uh, you know, their, their biggest hits or, the, you know, their earliest hits. Okay. China Grove, Long Train Run and Listen to the Music. Uh, I got a question that, right there. Hold on. Isn't the kind of stuff that drives most bands out of their minds that they're together all the time? They're hanging around all the time in the studio, in the house, all on the tour. Time. Yeah. But they start together. They start as a brotherhood, okay. and then they spend all that time together, and then they break up. Well, and then money gets involved, too. Absolutely. And who's going to run the band and you all know, of that stuff? Absolutely. So, okay. so this is this is the house with, while, they, while they still liked each other. And actually, they, these guys have always gotten along relatively okay. They've Until not, Mike and McDonald rolled in for a couple albums. Well, <laughs> well yeah, they had, they had to bring him in because Tom Johnston was uh, having issues. Yeah. Um, but... You know, despite all that, you know, this is not a band that's had, that's had a lot of hate. But this is a house in San Jose where they lived. It's on uh, 12th Street in what's called the Nagley Park neighborhood. And it's been submitted for a historic land to the California Historic Landmarks Commission. Nobody lives in it now? Uh, no, somebody somebody does. It doesn't say here who. But, they, uh, but you know, it is occupied. But there are property taxes go up then, or what happens? Um, no, I actually I think you get a break. I think but you really. get, a, but I think you might get a break there. But I think you get a ton of restrictions slapped on you as to yeah, what you can't change the fence right. or paint the house. You can't or, move a wall. Right. Yeah. No, you do. You or you have to get permission before you do things yeah. like that. I don't. But, I, would not, I would not want to live in the Doobie Brothers. Right. Old I house. mean, what you're just minding your own business, and someone says, "Hey, Doobie Brothers house." <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Gary, we're out of time. All right. Well, listen, you guys stay dry and everything up there. <laughs> All right. You as well. All right. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. And thank you. You too. We'll uh, compare brackets next week. Uh, mine's crushed. Mine is smoldering yeah, in the backyard right now. I called that one. I saw it <laughs> happening. All the